Welcome to the Calm Edge Rebels podcast. I'm Jenny Field. I'm Advita Patel. And I'm Trudy Lewis. Today, we are going to be talking about trust. And I wanted to talk about this topic because it was something that I have been researching quite a lot for the the book, as I'm calling it. <laughs> the book. The, the book. book. Um, and if you haven't been following me on social like media. <laughs> we could do a whole song, couldn't we? Could we could do the book. The book. The book. Um, I'll stop now. And if you haven't been following me on social media, um, I can't remember if we mentioned it in the last season, but I, uh, Priya Bates, who is my co-founder for A Leader Like Me, um, both of us are co-authoring a book around cultivated inclusive cultures. And a part of the book is around trust and how we need to build trust to make sure that we are bringing people with us on the journey. And I found it such a fascinating topic. And I've always been really interested in trust and what it means, because I think people look at trust as in different ways. I've re- recognised that. And I think when we looked at the trust equation, Anne Morris and Francis Frey also got the Trust Triangle. Stephen Covey book, The Speed of Trust, which I know Jenny loved mm-hmm. as well. And I recently reread it again. It's an incredible book for those people who want to look into it. But it, it really demonstrated that if you don't have trust, which I know sounds like everybody's got trust, you don't need to have trust. But I think people look at trust as a bit of a credibility thing rather than a, a wider part of what trust is. And the trust equation, which is what I'm pretty much familiar with, they also talk about intimacy and they also talk about being reliable as well, which goes over self-orientation. And I wanted us to talk about that today because there's so many people who don't get the respect that they want or don't have the influence that they need or make the impact that they want. And from my research and working in in organisations, it does come down to trust. So I wanted to find out what both of you thought. Do you think it is trust that leads to all of this or is it much wider than that? So I I loved the book Speed of Trust by Stephen Covey. And I think there's a lot in there that's helped me reflect on some of my relationships at work and what I've done and I think there's so much depth to trust that we don't really understand Mm -hmm. and I think we kind of use it as a bit of a big throwaway term quite a lot like oh it's just about trust but we don't really delve into what that means and what that looks like and I think that's what's probably missing is understanding it on a deeper level to be able to say actually there are different behaviors that signal trust and you know that links to your credibility and it links to your influence and all the things Mm -hmm. you were just saying Mm -hmm. so I think it's underestimated but also at the same time overestimated, which I know is having two <laughs> opposing <laughs> thoughts at once. But but I think it's because I, I think it's underestimated in terms of the depth of it, but overestimated in terms of the fact that it's just used all the time, yeah. if that makes sense. Yeah. So I think it's huge. I think credibility is a factor for me, and I know we're going to talk about that later on in this season, and it's a big topic that I'm looking at at the moment. And you mentioned credibility and trust together, and I think that there is some element of what comes first? Do I trust you and then see you as credible? Or are you credible and therefore I trust you? And I think there's some questions around some of that, which I'm still exploring a bit. But I think fundamentally, it does all come back to trust. Mm -hmm. But I think trust is also linked to our own individual values. So whether or not I trust you comes back to my values and beliefs and my relationship with you and how I experience you. Mm -hmm. (laughs) 
um, to to say whether or not I trust you. And I think that's something that in the work I'm doing is coming through that it's just so individual. It's so yeah, personal. It is. And, yeah. and therefore, as a leader, trying to create trust for the masses of your organization yeah. is incredibly hard yeah. because it's such a personal thing. It is. And there's a lot of bias around trust as well, which I know we'll talk about in a bit. What about, what do you think, Trudy? Gosh, uh, trust is a huge issue, isn't it? It's a huge, huge topic. And I think one of the um, things that always comes back to me is how leadership look at it. Leadership look at it as um, beyond them. So way bigger than it is. It's either that it's way bigger or it's an easy, quick fix. So some some think of the whole thing of, I'll just say things this way, or I'll just blag, or I'll just spin, and I'll get people to trust me. Um, whereas others think it's just a given. So they it's, it's just a throwaway. We don't have to make any effort on it at all. So I think reading some of um, The Speed of Trust made me realize just how wide it is. One of the things that Stephen talks about is how it impacts profitability and productivity and you know and so when you start looking at the 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 width and the breadth of all of the things that it touches um his argument is that it is a business solution mm -hmm. rather than it is just a nice thing to have you know like we can yeah. have it with our families we can have it with our friends he very much says that this is fundamental to business um and not just the fluffy side he said it's he talks about it not being a soft skill. You know, we look at we look at many times when you mention trust, people are like, oh, rolled eyes, you know, because it's just another one of those soft skills you're gonna force us to talk about. Mm -hmm. And we're gonna go to some leadership development program and then we're gonna talk about trust and you're gonna try and convince me that I need to be more trusted. But when you look at it from the uh, wider sense of what it really is, then that's when you realize just how powerful it is, just how important it is and necessary for your business to thrive or even your life to thrive. Mm -hmm. So uh, personally, uh, one of the things that really stood out for me is um, that you can't trust other people if you don't trust yourself. Yeah, mm. And that for me was like such a fundamental thing that, you know, it kind of makes you sit up and notice, doesn't it? Yeah, well, it's, it's really hard to form that credibility yeah. in yourself. If you're not trusting what you're saying or what you're doing then how can you expect anybody else to trust that? And I know we have chatted about this in previous seasons about how do you have that impact and how do you build that influence and how do you get people to follow you? Especially if you are a leader, you know, as a leader rather than a manager, you are expecting people, you know, you need to bring people with you mm. on the journey. And in order to bring people with you on that journey, they need to be able to trust you. And I do think there's a lots of leaders out there who will assume or make assumptions potentially that they should be trusted because of who they are and what they do. Do you think there's a difference? So as you were just saying that about for to be a leader, people have to trust you yeah. uh, and follow you. And then that made me think about the different layers of trust in some ways. So I might trust you to do the right thing for the organization as the leader of the organization, but do I trust you with my secrets? No. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, but um, do you need to trust somebody with your secrets? No, but that's what I'm thinking about in terms of the layers of trust. Like, I can trust you to do the right thing, mm -hmm. but do I, do I trust you as a confidant? That's a different kind of trust, yeah. I suppose. That's what I'm thinking about. And I think that's when we talk about it being... Just we just use it quite a lot. There are different aspects yeah. of trust that I think yeah. are important. And, and Stephen talks about in that speed of trust, Auntie. He says, you know, there will be people that you trust to do certain jobs, 
And there were people that you just won't trust to do that. So if you're yeah. a finance director, you're trusting that finance director to make sure that the finances of the organisation are incredible or, or doing well. You may not trust the comms director to do the finances, but you would trust the comms director to make sure that reputation of the organisation is protected or you're communicating yeah. effectively to the organisation. And this is why when people use the word trust or trustworthiness is, is what we're kind of talking about more than the trust side. I think they don't recognise what it is that they want people to trust them in. Mm. So you talk about trust on a wider or broader scale um, without thinking, actually, you don't, I trust that person to do the job I need them to do. I don't necessarily trust them. I wouldn't necessarily trust them to do that bit of the job because that's mm. not what they are skilled in. That's the credibility bit, right? I would say. I think so. I think so. Because there is that difference between how people, who you put in the frame to trust and who you put in the frame because they're, they're credible. Yeah. So somebody who is credible to do a task or to do something that you need them to do may not be somebody that you can trust wholeheartedly or maybe may not be somebody that you even say is trustworthy as on a whole, but they have, you know, they've proven that they've got the credibility to do X. Yeah, until yeah? they'll let you down. Until they let you down. However, you know, we can't, we, we, sometimes we have to look beyond that because sometimes we have to put out trust in order to be trusted. So, you know, there's that, I think it's a fine line between credibility, trust, and back again. So it's like this little cycle going on a bit. I definitely think, as you were talking then, there's something about accountability in there as well, and where trust yeah. and accountability yeah. slightly overlap. Because I, for me, if somebody isn't accountable, then I don't think I'd find them that trustworthy. Well, you can. And that's where, and this is what I, when I was talking about it in the book, there was this there's there's this whole thing is that if you don't if people are not account holding themselves accountable and they don't do what is being asked of them to do, then that trust is broken and, and once that trust is gone, it's really difficult to bring it back. It yeah. really is. So when you look at some cultures, which I know we're gonna talk about cultures a bit further on in, in another episode, but when you do look at those cultures that are a little bit toxic or there's a lot of misinformation being spread around or people are not, you know, a bit worried about speaking up, which is why it's come up in the inclusive culture section. It's all down to trust. Do I trust this person to protect my best interest? Do I trust this person to do the job that they said they're going to do? Do I trust this organisation to look after me? And if, if there's even a, a, a sprinkling of, I don't think I can trust them, you're going to protect yourself more mm -hmm. and you're going to hold yourself back. And this is when leaders say, oh, you know, people are not opening up to me or they're not mm -hmm. safe. And it trust builds psychological safety, you know, and that's 100% confirmed. You know, you, we can debate it all we like and if anybody does disagree with that, but trust is a core part of building psychological safety. And you will only speak up and share your concerns or worries or what you're going through to your manager or leader if you trust that you trust them with that information to what Jenny said before yeah which is a key part of you know who we are as people yeah but I mean there's something also about the accountability thing who are you accountable to in any given situation who are you accountable to to ensure that you are or you can be trustworthy because Sometimes it's obvious, you know, you're accountable to your manager, you're accountable to the person that you're working to. But I think the accountability is even more so about how, how you're accountable to yourself and how you're holding yourself accountable based on the fact that you are, you have very strong values about the fact that you want to be trusted. You know, you've got very strong values about the fact that you, you know, trust is important to you or the fact that 
people and how they perceive you is important on the trust level because you recognize how important trust is. So I will be accountable to myself. The commitments I make, I will always be accountable and and it will be myself that I'm accountable to, as well as obviously when you are naturally accountable to the people around you. I think that's a really fair comment from a leadership perspective because how do you, who are you accountable to? Exactly. If you are leading an organization, you know, if you're the, if you're the, CEO, the chairman, the all the things, who's holding you to account? And we've talked about this even in our own businesses yeah. <laughs> about how we need sort of accountability people to, to just yeah. help us stay on track and, yeah. and, and keep us saying, you know, you said you're going to do this, have you done it? Because it's so easy to lose that when, yeah. when you're doing that. And that all comes back to the trusting yourself. Mm-hmm. And if I've, if I've put trust in myself to do things, and I think there's examples in the book um, and it might be in the habits book or, or in or in the speed of trust book that even if you trust yourself to to get up early to go to the gym or go for a walk and then you snooze your alarm, you're kind of breaking that trust with yourself. And that's what I found so interesting. So when I'm doing 10,000 steps every day, which I resentfully now do, <laughs> um, and, and even the other day I thought, I'm just not going to do them today. I just can't be bothered. It was Sunday and I had not moved. And so I had to march around my house because I was like, I've got to do, otherwise I'm breaking the trust with myself and mm-hmm. I've made this commitment to do this. And if I break trust with myself, then that carries forward in all of the relationships. In your behaviours. Yeah. yeah. It does. Yeah. Yeah. If you don't, if you don't, and it, you know, the accountability thing is really important. And I think there's quite a few people who probably don't recognise that they have to take that accountability themselves. Yeah. And that's when they become maybe the victim a little bit more. It's like, why don't they trust me? Why do people not, you know, I am the manager here and, you know, what I'm saying is this. It's like, but what have you done to gain their trust? Like you saying, I'm qualified, I'm experienced, it's not enough. Yeah. It just isn't. No. 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 But this is where values and all the other things that we always talk about, you know, we talk about values, we talk about purpose, we talk about um, having vision and mission and all the rest of it. That's where all of those come into play Mm. because if you... If you understand yourself a lot more, then you will be strong enough, like Jenny in that situation with walking and steps, is accountable to herself because she doesn't want to break that trust. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, if you if you don't have those things settled in your in your own mind and in your own heart, then you can't be that strong about things that you've committed to. You can't. No. But that's hard, isn't it? Because it's easy to not do things. Oh, Yes. <laughs> I mean, so easy. <laughs> this, I mean, how many times have we just been? Oh yeah, you kind of convince yourself, don't you? It's like, oh, it's fine. Yeah, yeah. it's okay. But I think that's when you think about it from a from a business leadership trust perspective. Some of the things, some of the decisions, some of the stuff people have got to do are really challenging things, mm-hmm. and and they're the things that you might not want to do and not enjoy doing, but you've got to do. So it's easy to break the trust because you're like, I'm just not going to do that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and hope that nobody notices. And hope that nobody notices. Yeah. 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 And that's, yeah, that's a little much, bit easier. How much of that is wearing away at people feeling that you're trustworthy? Exactly. Because it's know, all it's the little the bits that are chipping away. Things, you know, because for somebody, they might say, you know, it's the big thing. They might notice the big things that you have or haven't done. But for most of us, it's the little tiny oh. things that people yeah. don't do yeah. consistently that yeah. says... I can't trust that person. That person's not trustworthy, so I won't give them this. Yeah. Because I'm not sure that they're going to follow through yeah. on stuff because yeah. they might have done one tiny little thing. Yeah. It's, it's, it is all the ways that I always talk about the unintended consequences yeah. of actions. And 
I've had so many conversations over recent months around it's the tiniest thing. Yeah. It's the saying you're going to do something in a meeting and then not doing that. Yeah. And and that one small thing then adds to another small thing. Then add, and before you know it, you're in sort of, you know, Trojan mice territory where you've yeah. got this little thing that's <laughs> just taken down. All. Yeah. Like, and, it, and it builds up. But I think if you're not aware enough of that, and I suppose, you know, if we're talking about trust, there's something about that self-awareness. I don't yeah. know in the reading you've done for your book whether whether that's a factor. I think that's a huge of trust. trust. Yeah, yeah, it is, it, and that's why the trust equation by Charles Green and his his team at Trusted Advisors talk about credibility, being reliable, and intimacy over self awareness. Can you explain intimacy in that so, context? It's yeah. a bit it's, it's, just because it's a word. That no, some is it, people so, might be going, I, I, oh, wait, oh, yeah, <laughs> this season's intimacy? taking a turn. <laughs> I would say it's what people would say is empath- empathy. Um, okay. I would say that's what they mean by it. Really? It's like okay. that connection. Okay. And that and that building that connection with somebody is that being empathetic to So that connection has to be has to be real yeah. between me and you. Yeah. I can't delegate that connection to no. someone else because that wouldn't that would fail the intimacy test. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, got it. it would do. And also, this is where the reason it's in the cult in the cultivating culture book, inclusive culture book, sorry, is because Trust is sometimes also built on our own bias. So when we 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 see somebody who we um, looks like us, mm-hmm. who may behave like us, who may have gone to the same school or university as us, we will automatically trust them, even though they haven't done anything to mm-hmm. allow us to trust them. Whereas if it's somebody who's completely opposite to you, you will also automatically have your defenses mechanism mm-hmm. up until they do something to allow you to trust them. If you see what I mean. Yeah, and that's something they're going to do is going to be different for all of us, yes. right? What what somebody would need to do to make me go, oh, okay, yeah, I trust them, yeah. would be different to what somebody would yeah, need to do Yeah, based you. on your beliefs yeah. and yeah, your but assumptions. But if your beliefs and value sets are set by your societal yeah, way of being, that means, okay, sorry, <laughs> we're flying into bias here. <laughs> but if, if, if those are the things that influence you, then... Yeah, yeah, then that bias, causes a problem. A bias, in my opinion, is a fundamental part of trust. Yeah. And this is why we have so much, so many problems, because people make assumptions about someone's characteristic based on their visual presentation yeah. or or something that they believe that characteristic Well, something they're connected to yeah, they're connected from their to. past. So, you know, we can talk about gender bias, right? Yeah. And, the, and the trust in women to do certain things. Or, you know, there's there's talk around how... Um, people of a certain age can't mm-hmm. be trusted to work with technology. That and we we make that assumption based on some very inaccurate mm. uh, information that we have grown up with and believe. Which is why I will always say that be quite considerate on why you are not trusting that person. Like what is happening there? Why are you why are you not thinking they're trustworthy? What have they done to you to make you believe that you can't trust them? But you're really good at this because we obviously, as many of our listeners will know, we talk all the time as a constant stream of consciousness on our WhatsApp chat. But quite often there'll be situations where something will happen and I might throw something into the group about a situation and you'll sort you'll you'll really challenge the but what have they done, you know, to you and oh, is this accurate yeah. and is this true? And you really you know, have that reflection in the moment where I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> um, and it, and that's really helpful. It's one of the one of the huge benefits in our friendship circle. I think that we've got this yeah. ability to sort of challenge each other in a really respectful way. But it's it's hugely helpful to go. Hang on a minute, just stop, check, yeah. and don't don't let 
your trust in them be destroyed by someone else's experience. And I think that's really important inside organisations. Because if I think back to my experience in my career where people have left organisations and they might have left... um, you know, because they didn't want to. <laughs> and, uh, and and then that really tarnished my view of leaders and the and the relationships. And and actually I remember having conversations with my boss at the time who was saying, she was saying to me, like, don't don't lose what you've got here for the sake of someone else, because you don't know actually what happened there in the detail. So don't be so quick to judge. defend or mm-hmm. judge or whatever because that you don't know what's gone on. And we've talked about this so much more, yep. I think, in the last few years since the pandemic, where quite often we're, people can be quite quick to judge and comment on others when actually you don't know the full story. And this also brings me to the point in the Speed of Trust book where he talks about the fact that we judge ourselves by our intentions and we judge others by their behaviour. Mm-hmm. And I've quoted that a million times yeah. since I read it because I just love it. I just... it. it it sums up everything yep. that is a challenge about being a human being <laughs> because you've got no idea what my intent is. All you're seeing are the behaviours. And if that isn't aligned to my intention, then you're, you could have an experience that wasn't my, in, wasn't my intention. And I've <laughs> definitely had that. There's people that I know will hate me forever because yep. of my behaviours, but they, were, they didn't know the intention. And they don't, they don't correlate any of that with where they are now today, even yeah. though there's a huge link between it because they just saw behaviours of someone that they didn't didn't that, think was... Does it behaving. align with their... Yes, exactly. Does it align yeah. with their values or their behaviours? Yeah. So they expect you to do something that they would do. Yes. And if you don't, then I'm not trusting them because yes. they haven't done it that exactly. way. Exactly, but it's... Yeah, but that comes right back down to bias, doesn't it? Because... And self-awareness, because there's a level of self-awareness that we have to have about ourselves so that I do take on board that check about myself to say, well, if I'm looking at Jenny or somebody else in a certain way, am I am I being biased? Am I looking at her wrongly because of how I'm thinking or yeah. how I've grown up or my experiences? And as a result, is that affecting how you trust I trust her or not? Yeah. Um, and I think None of us, or most of us, don't really take the time sometimes to take that step back. I, I was just about to say, as you were talking, it's about time, though, isn't it? It it's is. It's about investing it's, time well, now, in the relationship. Yeah, it is time. Because if I even think about our relationship, the three of us, and how we became friends and how that started, and we talk about you know going to Vancouver to the IABC conference and bonding over gin and Cheetos. But it, it was, there, there wasn't, not that there wasn't any trust between us, but I don't think we knew each other well enough no. to... Certainly and coming as back a, from very different backgrounds. Exactly. And certainly as a three, to suddenly throw us all together in an apartment in Vancouver for a week was a very bold move, but it worked. <laughs> it was bold, but I think our, our trust was definitely built on our relationship with CIPR. Yes. Because we all three of us were volunteers for, for the organisation and we knew that our values to some extent yeah. had aligned. But if you remember, when I our friendship wasn't as deep-rooted then as it no. is today and we did take the ch- risk of staying together for a whole week in Vancouver without actually knowing anything about each of us, to be honest, if we really think about it in, in you know, three years ago. And that's a and, and we but the reason I ask those questions in our chat group sometimes when we do have those moments of they're really irritating me and I don't know why. <laughs> it's like because there are moments of other people's opinions that can tarnish our thinking. And I will always and I'm talking my own experience, because I am very ragey as you 
people know <laughs> and about other people. And I realized that, why do I feel that way about that person and why don't I trust them? And I have to break it down yeah. and go, and it's because they have done something that has taken that trust away from, that they've done something that's made me not trust them. Yeah. And and and, and again, you're very good at helping us reflect on that. And, and over the last year, you've helped me reflect on why does this, why does yeah. this feel so uncomfortable to me? And why is the trust breaking yeah. down in these relationships? And you made me do a bit of a values exercise to go, <laughs> have a look at this. And it was like, oh, <laughs> there it is. And that's really helpful. So there is something in that around understanding yourself better yeah. To, to be able to trust others yeah. and, and look at, at what might be a reason why you're not trusting. Yeah. And yeah. also on but the opposite side, sorry, I was going to say on the opposite side of, are you sometimes too trustworthy? Yeah. And being aware of that. Because I have seen people f- fall into a right pit hole. A p- pit a hole? Pit hole? Pit hole? <laughs> I've seen people <laughs> the first one? fall into a pit. Pit. Or fall, fall into a hole. Pit fall. <laughs> Pitfall, pitfall, pitfall. Yeah. A hole? Fall into a hole. We'll go with that. <laughs> yeah. Where they have, where they have sadly trusted somebody. Actually, the real life example is all this scamming going on right now. Mm. And, you know, this, I've seen recently that people have been text messages from pretending to be from their loved ones asking for money. Yeah. And instantly without considering, hang on, why have they got a really different number? What's, and it's that trusting again. So you instantly go into trust without actually having that time. Mm that reflective time, um, to think this is unusual for them to do this. So, but, I, so I was on. listening to this. So before I go on to responding to that, um, so I was thinking that for what Jenny said, challenge has made her more self-aware. Mm-hmm. And there's, so there's an interesting link yeah. about the fact that we don't talk and relate to each other enough and challenge each other enough because, you know, to be honest, it's hard to be self-aware all the time. <laughs> it's exhausting. <laughs> but if somebody's going to challenge you, then it, 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 in a soft way, it doesn't necessarily mean you have to be harsh with them. It's, um, it builds something. And, um, and, and to your point about, um, and now I'm losing my thread of this. <laughs> <as usual. laughs> but I, I think you're, you're right about the challenge, but it's, and, and this is making me think about questions and things when we get to sort of the tips bit, but it's how do you challenge leaders in a way that helps them become more self-aware to then help them build trust? There's something in there that yeah. I think is worth exploring. Yeah. But also, I've as we're sort of talking and I'm as we're all scribbling, as we're chatting, um, but how do you stop being cynical? Oh, I love cynical. That's kind of my question. Well, okay. So <coughs> I, I, I'll, I'll not really respond fully, but... but for me, whereas Jenny will be outwardly kind of expressing irritation and whatever. <laughs> I love that politeness. But I, I, I'm nice intrigued as to what I'm doing now. We'll talk about this when we finish this episode. <laughs> well, which is why Advita responds so you know, um, I tend to internalise it. And so my internal... Because I'm not really introvert, but I will internalise... Um, that balance between how people are with me and my response to them and what response I need to have. So I'll have this kind of dynamic going on and struggling with myself around that around that thing. Perhaps if I externalized it a bit more, I would get more input to challenge me to look at things a bit and 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 get over things a bit quicker. Yeah. Do you yeah. see what I mean? Yeah. So if you're a leader who just you know, you're you're going along and you're not really thinking about how 
any of what your behavior is impacting people or any of what's going on and how people are treating you, you're not thinking it through, you're not becoming self-aware, you have nobody in your world to challenge you or to have those conversations or with you. Or are scared of challenging you. Or are scared of challenging you. Or, you've ju- or you just unconsciously come across as if to say, uh, I'm unapproachable, don't come yeah. and talk to me yeah. um, and don't give me feedback. Uh, you know, if you're in that sphere, then obviously you're going to have a challenge with trust. Yeah, yeah, without, and that's where um, that's when you do become cynical. Mm-hmm. I think when you've yeah, been burnt badly from. by a leader or a manager or a peer or a colleague in roles that you may have been in 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 your past, and you move on, you will take that with you. You will take that hurt, that anger, that I can't trust anybody because I've always been hurt. Like even with partners, you know, if you've been hurt badly by a previous partner, you will always have your defense mm. mechanisms up and you'll become cynical. And you think, why are they being so, why are they doing this? Why are they being so kind? They must be after something. And mm. and that's where your, you know, your your biases can um, inflate as time goes on and you start seeing things that or believing things that may not be as accurate as that time. I'm not saying it didn't happen, but when you do internalize and you don't speak about it and people are, you know, and you don't talk about some of the challenges that you might face because of the trust issues, you start convincing yourself mm. that this is what happened this is what's going on and you, you do become a bit cynical yeah. and there's loads of you know people out there who are very cynical right now with everything that's going on and even if this you know whoever I'm not even going to go into politics but whatever happens people are still like well you know they still haven't done this and they still haven't done that yeah. and that it just breeds its own yeah. kind of yeah. thing well cynicism is built by how you speak to yourself yes. isn't it you know you keep talking to yourself about yeah things in a certain way or you keep talking to yourself about people in a certain way and so you reinforce if you had biases you're reinforcing them you're reinforcing beliefs that might be wrong and you consistently do this which then builds on cynicism I know this because I can be quite cynical (laughs) but it's 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 something that builds up isn't it over time so if you think if, if if you are in a sphere where you're looking after people you're managing people how much more? Because you've got so many more people to deal with. You have, you have. Which takes us quite nicely into tips and managing this. So if you are listening and you are struggling with building trust or you are struggling to um, find trust in other people, what top tips and techniques can we share? And I'm going to go to Jenny first. <laughs> <laughs> so... Um, There's a couple of things here that I think are important and I've got the Speed of Trust book in front of me and there's a a sentence in it where Stephen Covey just explains that trust is a function of two things, character and competence. He says that character includes your integrity, your motive, your intent with people and competence includes your capabilities, your skills, your results and your track record and both are vital uh, when it comes to trust. So that's my advice. <laughs> um, so you need to look at, you know, your motive, your integrity, your intent, but you also need to look at your capabilities, your skills, your results, and your track record. And I think that if you can look at those different component parts and have a moment of self-reflection, maybe look at getting some coaching, whatever that might be, to help you work through that, to to really explore that and, and see how you might be able to change it. I think the other thing for me is knowing your values. That values exercise that we did when we were together um, back in New York earlier on in the year was hugely helpful for me to explore why I was struggling with some of my relationships and why the trust was breaking down. I would also say to anyone that is listening that's looking to rebuild trust, it is possible. And Mm -hmm. I'll pop a link in the show notes to a blog that I've written about that 
um, because it's really important to know that you can rebuild trust. There are factors that play into that in terms of both parties wanting to do it Mm -hmm. and also understanding what's contributed to the breakdown of trust. Mm -hmm. But if both people are invested in wanting to do that, then it is achievable. But you've got to be able to put put the effort in, really. Um, I think those are my main ones, really. Wow, great ones. What about you, Trude? Do I have any advice? (laughs) (laughs) Don't be cynical. (laughs) Trust yourself. And it can be for change. (laughs) Um, no, I think um, you, you took one of mine. So it was about how you can, well, actually not not really. I can kind of expand on it. It's the whole thing of behaviors. So if you are looking to, to um, rebuild trust or build trust, look at your behaviors because people uh, people hear your words and your words don't last very long in terms of building trust it's the behavior that's behind it and if you've had bad behaviors that has broken trust then over time you can rebuild it by doing correcting your behavior but again um i would say try your best to be self-aware um look to things that can help you to be a little bit more self-aware take time off to explore who you are and and how you are, you know, we talk, we talk a lot about values and all the rest of it. It doesn't happen overnight. And I think that's the problem. You know, somebody will say, oh, I'll just talk about th- things in this way yep. because I want to get people to trust me. But really, it takes time for people to move along the dial. So I think, you know, take some time out. Don't expect things to happen overnight. And... um Look at your behaviours. Mm, nice. nice ones. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, for me, I've, I'm going to go back to what Jenny said before about the you know the little things that can really impact trust. So I would encourage people to look at the symptoms around you. And when I what I mean by that is that if you're working in an organisation or you're working with people and they, the trust is coming up frequently, then have a look at the symptoms. Like you know, are people asking questions in town halls? Are people responding to some of the stuff that you sent out? Are leaders met with a wall of silence when they're doing change programs? You know, are people being innovative and and coming up with solutions and ideas? Or are they looking to a leader to talk first? All of those are symptoms of low trust in an organisation. If you see that, then that's a problem. And sometimes we said, you know, when you're busy, you're working in a fast-paced role, you just want things done because you've got a to-do list really long, whatever. And you're thinking, why are, we, why are we not getting the ideas? Why are we not getting people to come up with solutions and thoughts? And why are we not getting this energy that we need to kind of get thing, you know, things happening? And, you know, dare I say the dreaded word of hybrid again, because I know we've spoken about this quite frequently. <laughs> but when people are working at home or different offices or different locations, it's going to take more energy to build that trust with that person. Um, and you need to be very intentional with that. And if you're not getting what you expect to get from your people that you work with, then look at the symptoms. And it doesn't need to be massive things, right? You don't need to wait for that crisis to happen. It's those small things. Like I remember when I worked in an organisation and we were just weren't getting any anything back from the from the population, the colleague population at all. And I went out and I thought, right, let's just have a chat. And it was, a, you know what it was? The microwave in the staff area had been broken for weeks and the managers had been saying, we'll fix it, we'll fix it, we'll fix it. It never happened. 
the trust from that microwave not working mm. had disappeared. Like people, like, I don't trust anything he says. Don't trust anything she says. And it was it was really quite like. And when he really dug deeper, you're like, oh my goodness, all because of a microwave, which I ended up me going to Argos and picking one up. Not sponsored by Argos, by the way, any retailer. But I went to pick one up and I put it in there and instantly people were like, oh my God, they fixed it. They did yeah. it, they sorted it out. And it's such, you know, people do spend too much energy and time looking at the really big picture. And actually it's a small detail yeah. that is the, yeah. the, the trust thing. So if you are thinking... We're not getting what we need is look at those symptoms. And if you're, if you are struggling to find, build trust in other people or you're struggling to trust other people in, in who they are because of the past experience you've had, as I do, you know, as I often say with Jenny and, and Trudy is let's dig a bit deeper and understand what's going on here. Mm. And let's, you know, be very, and take that time to write, even write it down and say, what is it about this person that's making me feel like I can't trust them? What have they done? And we have to be, again, the word of the pod, uh, episode is intentional. We do have to be intentional with that and take that time to slow down our thinking. So Daniel Kahneman has written a book called Thinking Fast and Think, uh, Thinking Fast and Slow, which is, is is about how we make decisions. And sometimes for trust, you do have to make quick decisions because people want response straight away. They don't want you to go off and take three years to come and fix a microwave, for example. <laughs> uh, but sometimes it just take a bit of slow, you know, slowing yourself down and having asking those curious mm. questions. So that's what I would say is look at the symptoms. Uh, and make sure that you are paying attention to what's going on and be real with yourself in terms of why is it that I don't trust that and write it down. And that and I think it really helps to explore that mm. that thinking. Yeah, we know we should also share in the show notes is the 13 behaviours of trust that are mentioned yes. in the book yeah, as well. Because there's yeah, a not really, really nice good. PDF that we could share yeah. for people to to grab a copy of because that's hugely helpful. I've used it loads since I um since I grabbed it. So we'll yeah. pop that in the show notes as well. Brilliant. Definitely. Love a little cheeky handout, don't yeah, we? Yeah, we do. <laughs> we do handout. Hopefully you trust us. On <laughs> oh well yeah, yeah let's hope yeah, so. Yeah. About us doing what we will and we yeah. will we will yeah. put it in the show notes <laughs> <laughs> can we be trusted <laughs> thank you for listening if you want to find out more or subscribe to our newsletter visit calmedgerebels.com we'd love to continue this conversation so please connect ask questions and share your thinking with us you can find us on Instagram, Twitter, LinkedIn under Calm Edge Rebels. If you enjoyed this episode, remember to rate and review us. Mm-hmm.